Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. We've got a great show this week lined up. First time listener, we want to welcome you in. If you've been listening each and every week, whether you're listening on Radio Live or you're tuning in on podcasts somewhere, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, you know, so many names out there, Randy, where you can get get the shows anymore today. But at the end of the day, we want to we want to welcome you in or welcome you back. And I always love what uh, Zig Ziglar used to always say, Randy, when he would open up an event. He'd say, so let me ask you, how many of you have either heard me before or this will be your first time? <laughs> well, that's kind of inclusive of the whole crew. I guess. And, uh, you know, it's just it's about having fun. So we're gonna, we got a lot of stuff, Randy, lined up for the show. Uh, this show. Well, you had a book signing this week at the Ferrari dealership, and that was fun. And we're talking about your new book today as well. So we'll get into that a little bit in that experience. Uh, we also had a great experience just recently where Michael and I flew over to New Orleans, and the group Chicago is in their 50th year of touring. 50 straight years on the road. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year, and we had a chance to sit down with those guys and fire some questions away. Had some really interesting things come up, and we'll have that for you a little bit later on. But uh, of, of top concern today here, Michael, is uh, you you goofed up a, a rib this past weekend? What, what happened here? Uh, yeah, I did. I did. And folks, I'll tell you, if you're in a situation where you want to protect your uh, health, I mean, you know, we're, we're all talking a lot about protecting wealth. And of course, later in the show, we're going to talk about uh, saving money in taxes and the importance on that. But yeah, Randy, absolutely. So I have a, for some reason, I have a rib here on my left side and it just, every once in a while, it will go out. Now, I think it was, um, you know, encouraged, I guess I'll say. I went camping with my family the other weekend. I'm not a huge camper, but my wife loves it. And so, you know, you do things for your uh, spouse and children sometimes, even though you don't, you're not a lover of it. But I have a good time. I had a good time out and away with the kids. And, you know, just sometimes the, the, the positions you're sleeping, things you're doing. And so, yeah, I ended up having a, little, a rib come out. And it caused me to think about the idea. Uh, and it's just a slight move. I, you know, I go to the chiropractor, get a pop back in and uh, all good. I go to a guy that does a great job. And so uh, last week I got that taken care of. But it just made me think, Randy, you know, and obviously being the wealth and health show, we've had doctors on and different holistic health experts and all of that. But, you know, just the idea, folks, that we need to have kind of have a step back and almost a personal health checkup from time to time. Uh, now, I know, Randy, you don't have to worry about that because you eat like kale and run 10 miles a day, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, I have good friends that run like 10 miles a week. And between me and them, we average five. So that means <laughs> I run zero, they run 10. I average five. So that we're good. So it's almost like the, you know, the businesses, and I always love this, you know, you have the businesses where you got somebody um, that, you know, like I'm 39, right? I'll be 40 in September of this year. And, you know, <laughs> I've been in I've been in the business since basically 2001 and and you know almost 16 years roughly. And so you're, you I love that you talk about compounding stuff we're talking about later. You know businesses where let's say they have two or three people in the industry, let's say they've been in the industry for 20 years and they're like collective experience is 60 years, uh -huh. you know. It's like, wait a minute, you're only four, how in the world could you have 60 years experience, you're only 40 years old. Right. You know, I mean it's just kind of isn't that a little misleading, you know? Wait a minute. But at the end of the day, uh, so if you're not eating kale every day and running 10 miles a day like Randy, mm -hmm. or the rest of the world, we got to have a little bit of health checkup, folks. Listen, we are the only ones who are going to produce or change what's happening with our body. You know, a lot of people, I know they're going out and they're getting physical things done. They're getting, you know, the plastic surgery or all these other things to kind of help continue the beautification process. But, boy, that internal process is huge, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, last week, Michael, I had my biometrics done. So it was all the blood work <laughs> and all that business. So I got my cholesterol, my good cholesterol, my bad cholesterol, my triglycerides, all that business that you don't pay attention to. But you find out, oh, I guess I shouldn't be eating as much ice cream as what I like. But uh, yeah. it is true that you got to watch those numbers. Well, you got to switch from Rocky Road to plain vanilla. You know, I mean, if, if, the, if, the, if, the, if the ice cream's not as bumpy, uh, there's not as much fat in it. No, okay. that's not true at all. It's, all it's right. a bad evaluation. No, yeah, you do get, you got to look at that stuff and, you know, health, kind of health checkup. I was just thinking about it when some of these things happen with me. And folks, if you're not doing this, I want to encourage you to do it from time to time. And that is number one, evaluate your diet. You know, sometimes we evaluate our diet as, as we put it into our mouth. <laughs> oh, look at this. This looks tasty. But I mean, really step back and evaluate what are you eating? eating and what are you consistently eating sometimes life can be so busy randy that we're running you know 150 miles an hour and we're not really eating healthy right so what are some of the things that we can be evaluating as far as how we're eating the other thing number two is boy you know we all know it but it's tough cut out those little snacks at night you know that 8 30 9 o'clock you're sitting down and you're whatever you're doing whether you're watching a show or watching a game or or you know, writing uh, things for your next book like I do from time to time. <laughs> you know, whatever you're doing, evaluate. What are those little snacks? I love the sea salt and vinegar chips, man. I love those chips. <laughs> and I got I to gotta be honest with you. I'm like, you know what? I got to cut them out. You know, I got I to gotta shut that off. You know what I mean, Randy? Well, yeah, I, I have a problem with those things. You open the bag and suddenly they're gone. There must be like a leak out the bottom of that thing or something. I don't know well, what the it problem is. Well, the, the problem with the leak is the bag starts out half empty in the first place. Oh, is you that open what it, it is? Okay. Yeah, it's like, All okay, right. they call it, they got to air for packaging, but come on, man. <laughs> Help us out here. Give me a full bag for my money, you know? But that's number one. You know, really evaluate uh, what you're eating, uh, your diet, evaluating, uh, the, you know, kind of stopping, number two, those... Uh, uh, late night snacks, just cutting those out. You know, I have, a, I have a lot of buddies that are doctors and holistic health people that we connect with, and they talk about the idea of just simple steps. So, Rainy, this has to be something. It's got to be simple, right? It, it's not a big – everybody gets excited. Oh, I'm going to do this big diet. You know, everybody knows the uh, first of the year comes around. I'm going to do this big diet. I'm going to do all these different things. I'm going to work out like crazy. And we're in a situation where a lot of times people, most of the time, they don't stick with it. And the reason is, is because they're talking about totally changing their life. And unless you have a coach or somebody really kicking you in the pants to say, let's get this done, it, chances are you're not going to stay consistent with it. So small little things are, are things, Randy, that I've found uh, that work. And, and cutting that out is another thing. And, and then exercise. You know, making sure you're exercising, walking around, doing your thing. I was out with my family the other week. We were paddleboarding. We were just paddleboarding around the island, and it was a great time. You know, the kids are sitting on the paddleboard, Randy, and my son, uh, Cyrus, has got his canoe, and he had, uh, um, you know, it was funny. We were going out there. You know, the tide kind of goes out, and then it comes back in, and there's there's certain areas where you, around uh, this one place called Peanut Island where you can actually go out and uh, you can stand, which is kind of cool. But anyways, he, he's in a situation where, you know, he's getting tired. So towards the end, we ended up tying his uh, kayak to the back of the paddleboard. And, you know, there I am standing on the paddleboard with two kids. I got two six-year-olds on the paddleboard. And then and then Ky Cyrus <laughs> and his uh, kayak behind me. And I'm, I'm kind of pulling them all. And it was kind of, it was a really fun experience. It was a great time. But the point is, I came back from that, you know, and it was, it was fun times, but I felt so good. You know, I really did. I got a lot of, I got a great workout in, which was, which was awesome. Well, one of the things though, that we think about with our health as we get older though, is like, is something can pop out or pop up. And yeah. just like what you said, you, you pop a, a rib out of place and then maybe it's a more serious than that, Michael, maybe something, it's a knee, it's a hip, it's a something like that. And you're out golfing and something like that happens. And then all of a sudden it just changes your life completely. All yeah. of a sudden, there's some expense that goes along with that. It, it slows you down. You're with the doctors all the time. Uh, these are things that come up later in life that we need to account for. Well, you really do. And, and, and this is in all aspects of our life, Randy, not just health, but it's the idea even finances. You know, that's why, you know, we talk a lot about people with they're just not prepared. I mean, th think about it, folks. If you're out there, how many people lost money in 08? They just weren't ready for that. And they lost a ton of, ton of money. Well, now, you know, we're seven, eight, nine years later and, uh, you know, we're in a situation where... If that happens again, are you prepared? Maybe not. And that's, of course, that's why we have those uh, second opinions that we do if people qualify. But Randy, in specific relation to the health, that's huge because as you get older, it's funny. I was on a cruise with a guy one time a couple of years ago and he was, I think he was 42 years old. Great guy from Minnesota. 
and we took it. We took a cruise. It was on uh, Royal Caribbean, I believe. Great, t- just a lot of fun. But he was out there in the court playing basketball, and he ended up just a little move. He got the pass. He just a little move, Randy, and he ended up. I can't remember what it's called, but that um, that tendon in the back of your leg, starting with your foot, it just kind of rolls up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can't think of the name of it. But anyway, if you're a doctor out there listening to this, you're going to know right away. You say, why didn't he know that? (laughs) But, you know, it just, it happened. And he was literally in a wheelchair the rest of the cruise. And he had to get it, uh, he had to get it fixed. It took three, several months for it to heal. I mean, it's a serious process. So folks, we want you, why are we sharing this? Well, we want you to evaluate your life. We want you to, uh, maximize not just your finances. You know, we talk about that each and every week about protecting wealth, growing wealth. We talk about different strategies. The, we, the other week we did a segment on buying stocks. What does that look like? How do you get in? How do you get out? What do you buy them for? Uh, and just investing in general. But all of that is for not if we don't have good health. You know, nobody cares about how much money they have if they're laying in bed all day long because their health is horrible. So we want to maximize that. By the way, there's some shows uh, that we did previous, Randy, that uh, we've had some doctors, again, holistic health experts. One, Dr. Cowden, he talked about uh, specifically. So if you're on, if you go to leanonthewall.com, folks, again, leanonthewall.com, and you click on radio media, click on the radio media tab, uh, you'll find ways you can subscribe to the show. Uh, you can either listen to it live there, or you can subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, you know, whatever. But there was a show previous where Dr. Cowden talked, uh, Randy, about the idea of um, technical or I can't think of what it's called, but pollution, basically, in relation to all the waves that are running out there today with our cell phones and all these different things. And uh, it's a big, big problem. And I believe, and he has mentioned as well, a lot of reasons where cancers and things like that are coming from. So we want to take steps to protect ourselves. It's, it's just important. Well, you can find all this information that Michael's talking about online. Leanonthewall.com. And the radio tab there, it says radio and media. And you go down just a couple of little scrolls and you'll see iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You'll see all the ways that you can hear some of the past shows that Michael's talked about some of these and talked to many of these great doctors as this is the Wealth and Health Show. Give, give us a look. It's leanonthewall.com or give Michael a call. It's 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. Also on the website, you'll see Michael's book called Retire Once, Retire Well. That was the subject of the book signing this week at the Ferrari dealership. We'll find out what that was all about and how that went with Michael coming up next on the Wealth and Health Show. It's a beautiful day. Are you concerned with all of the uncertainty that's happening with our country today and how it can affect your finances? Hi, I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies and the host of the Wealth and Health Radio Show. I've written a simple, easy-to-read book that can help you cut through the nonsense in the financial world as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions and how to be a better steward of your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com. Again, that's retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Find us online, leanonthewall.com. A little bit later on in the program, we'll have Michael's interview with the band Chicago. Just recently, we were hanging out with those guys. 50 years in rock and roll, rock and roll Hall of Famers, went to a show. And uh, Michael, those guys, now right around 70 years old, just still just banging it. I mean, they were playing and it was awesome. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, those guys are studs. They really are. You know, and it's cool, uh, Randy. They're, again, they're going to be coming down here to West Palm on uh, the fairgrounds in June. And mm-hmm. by the way, folks, if you're listening to this out there and uh, you're a Chicago fan, I want to encourage you. We're going to be potentially, I don't know how it's all going to work out, but I talked with their producer and we had a good conversation. And we may try and have some kind of a, a VIP um, things set up. So if you want to be a part of that, give us a ring, 888-511-WALL. Again, 888-511-9255. Sooner than later, you want to be a part of that, give us a ring. Just give a call. Say, hey, I uh, heard Mike on the radio. He was talking about Chicago coming to town in June. I know that he interviewed him. Uh, you don't have to remember all that, but just say you want to be a part of the VIP. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be a good, you know, I, the reason I say it, Randy, is people are last minute. I mean, mm-hmm. they just are, you know, like, oh, you know, I got an event uh, two months from now. Well, I'll just wait. And then two days before, like, oh, that's right. I got an event tomorrow. You know right. what I mean? Right. Or the next day or whatever. So, but that's going to be a real closed door thing if we do it. Uh, it's going to be very selective group. 
Um, you know, one of the things that I realized, uh, Randy, is their producer, you know, obviously when I interviewed Sammy Hagar, I was out at his studio uh, in June and Vince Gill at his house and some of these other big, you know, Carrie Underwood. Everybody's producer is a little bit different. And I noticed that the Chicago producer, they're in a situation where they're a little bit more, they rein it in a little bit more as far as what you can and can't do with the band. Um, and so that's why it's going to be really a, a smaller group. So it's going to be a first come first serve qualified people, that kind of thing. So if you, if you care to be a part of that, lean on the wall.com and send a request or give us a ring 888-511-9255. And again, that's going to be in, I believe the end of June, they're going to be down here in there West Palm. Go. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, speaking of events, you had one this week at the Ferrari dealership, uh, retire once, retire well, you were signing books, speaking, and uh, the name of this event was Drive Fast, Retire Well. I love that. That's great. We, yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously the whole Ferrari brand is the idea of Drive Fast. You know, I'm a car guy. And um, so, yeah, we had, a, we had a, a book signing. It was a lot of fun. You know, I connected with uh, the GM there and I connected with some of the other people there and we we're just kind of talking about some different things. I was getting some service done on uh, on our car, and we talked about the idea of, hey, what about doing a, a book signing? We got a new book coming out, second edition of the bestseller, Retire Once, Retire Well. Let's let's do a signing. It, you know, it's really a great event. Have people come? We had a good time. You know, got some new faces into the Ferrari scene to kind of check out what's going on with them and some of the new cars. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun overall. Just just kind of mingling, hanging, doing, and then it's sharing. Uh, insight and, and ideas as to why I decided to, you know, put the second edition together. And well, I think it was really well received. Retire Once, Retire Well is in its, its second edition now. And if you go yep. to the website, leanonthewall.com, you can see a, a link there to it. Michael, tell us about the book and tell us why the update on the book. What is the overall message that you have for people? I wanted to add some things in that just were not in the first book. I added a chapter on stewardship. I added a chapter on uh, alternatives. We added a chapter on, you know, uh, things that Wall Street doesn't want you to know, how to, how to kind of find and learn things that protect yourself. And we also really made it, it's not a workbook, Randy, per se, but we almost made it a little bit more of a workbook style. So at the end of each chapter, there's a notes section. Uh, and in that notes section, you know, they can just write notes randomly. There's questions that I'm asking the reader throughout the book uh, and in places specifically for them to answer those questions. Because this book right now, currently, it is not an audiobook. And the reason it's not an audiobook is because, you know, with an audiobook, a lot of times people listen to it and they might learn something, Randy, but then they leave and they don't really apply anything because it's just, it's, it's, it's listening. So we want this to be something, it's a short read, it's a simple read, it's about 108 pages where people can sit down and actually work through the book. They can do it in a weekend, learn something, learn some new ideas and thoughts, and actually start to go down the road of implementing some things that they can change their life. That's, that's really why we put it together. We wanted, we wanted people, the big overriding theme behind putting together the second edition was to allow people to be walking away from the read empowered. We wanted people to be empowered and, and better educated so they can make good decisions and be more aware of information when they make decisions to help them protect and grow their wealth. Because, you know, people worked a long time for what they have. So it's we want to make sure we maximize that. And that was the that was the thinking behind it. Well, I think because I'm a radio guy, I think that making really good illustrations, painting pictures in people's heads, and you have a really good picture of building financial wealth and talking mm -hmm. about, you know, drawing that comparison to building a house and a good foundation and good walls and a good roof and all of that. If, why don't you go through that just a little bit, Michael, because I think that really brings out who you are. And it doesn't make any difference what level of wealth you're at. Every Everybody wants to build a good foundation for lasting wealth. And I, I yeah. think that's what you do. Yeah, well, that's exactly what we do. And, and you're exactly right. I mean, my goal when people come to the office and we sit down, current clients that we have, prospective clients, you know, when they come in and they say, hey, you know, we have this level of wealth. We want a second opinion. Uh, we want to look at our costs. We want to look at our risk. We're concerned about markets. We're concerned about taxes. We're concerned about long-term care. We're concerned about lawsuits. We're concerned about all these things out there, estate planning. And when people come in, my goal, obviously, is two things. Number one is to help them fix what they're doing, right? Help them to fix their portfolio, help them to improve what they're doing, maximize their taxes, maximize their wealth, protect what they're doing, et cetera. But even more than that also, I want them to walk away with clarity. Because, you know, a lot of times you could be in a situation where you might get your problem solved, but if you don't really know what happened in the process, it's kind of whirlwind, right? So you're like, well, what just happened there? And it feels good initially, but as time moves along, you know, year, two years, three years out, 
and you kind of forget why you did what you did or whatever it was, then you kind of say, okay, am I doing the right thing again? I don't know. So for me, I always like to put it in tangible realities that people can walk away with, and that is uh, building the financial house, and that's one thing we use, Randy, you mentioned. So everybody, folks, if you're listening to this out there, and obviously if you, if you heard me say that, you're listening, right? <laughs> so the financial house is the idea of, most people are familiar with building a house. Well, what's the most important thing in a house when you build it? Foundation. That's exactly, it's the foundation. I mean, listen, if you get if you build your house and you get that wrong, <laughs> you're in trouble. So get the foundation right. Now, in relation to finances, what does that look like? Well, that's where we are investing into things uh, where we're saying, okay, hey, we're going to take no market risk. That's right. I said no market risk. And we're going to have the opportunity to average 4 to 6% over time. And then when we make money, we keep it. We can't lose it. We've done a lot of research on this, a lot of study through this. The Wharton School of Business has done studies on these types of investments. And so those are what we're looking at implementing in the foundation space. In the walls, so you have the foundation and then the next is the walls. Well, what are the walls? Well, that's the areas where you're going to make changes from time to time, uh, you know, in in your world. Uh, And, you know, listen, people have lived life long enough, Randy, to know that you can't have your cake and eat it too. You just can't. There's pros and cons of everything, right? So in the foundation, when I said, okay, hey, you're going to put your money there and it's going to be X, Y, Z, there's going to be some things you're going to give up. And some of that might be liquidity, right? Access to capital, et cetera. But that might be okay based on the size of the portfolio. And you have to determine that what, what I do is I help people walk through that process of determining how much is and is not appropriate to protect. That's a question that the people have to think about in their own minds as we guide them through that. Second, though, is the walls. So we got the foundation, then we got the walls. Now imagine, folks, you're building your house, kitchen and your bathrooms and all of these things, and it's perfect. Well, what happens in five or eight years? <laughs> well, you're in a situation where you're going to dinner parties, you're hanging out, you're watching HGTV, you didn't know your bathroom or kitchen was out of date until you went to a dinner party to watch HGTV, but you found out, you know what, we are way way out of date. The faucet still works, dishwasher still works, drawers still work, but we got to update. So now all of a sudden we're in a situation where you got to be in update mode. Maybe it's 10 years, maybe 20 years, maybe eight, I don't know. But anyways, you update those things. So there's going to be cost to updating them. And there's going to be some element of risk there, right? Because, you know, maybe you go ahead and you do a kitchen, but, you know, you think it's going to cost X dollars, but you find out when it's all done, that's actually going to cost this much. So when you look at the walls in relation to investments, these are investments, Randy, where we're looking to achieve a greater return, typically 7 to 12% a year. Uh, which is what we've seen over the past. And we're taking calculated risk to do that. Now, I didn't say we're taking risk. I said we're taking calculated risk. Okay. And that's where we're doing the actively traded account. Remember I said to you about a week, you know, a little bit ago, we took some of the positions. We took profits off the table. We went to cash for our clients. And the reason is, is because of the uncertainties in the current markets. So that's, that's the actively traded piece, uh, non-traded piece. There's some other things in there as well. That's in the walls. Now, the roof, Randy, that is where on this house, so you got the foundation, the walls, and the roof. The roof in this financial house, that's where we're exposed to elements that we just can't control. You know, if big winds come through, hurricane, whatever whatever it may be, we're going to be in a place where if t- we can't control whether or not the tiles blow off the roof, right? So these are now, what, what, what falls or lands there are investments where we're going to be taking maybe a lot more risk. That might be startups, might be private equity, might be other things in general, alternative space, right? These, you know, there's a lot of different things out there, investing in direct real estate uh, that you can do. It just depends on what's appropriate and it depends on your portfolio size. You know, just the way it is, I mean, for any people that have 5, 10, 15, 20 million or more are going to be in a situation where they're going to have access to investments that people with lower dollars just are not. And it's not that they're good or bad. It's just the reality of the way the financial world works. So the whole picture there is saying, okay, we're going to have our foundation in our house, in the financial house. This is going to be a place where we're going to have no market risk, average 4 to 6%. And we decide, okay, how much of our money are we going to put there? What are the pros and what are the cons? Because there's good and bad to everything. And we talk about that. Then we have the walls, again, averaging 7 to 12% over time. Uh, and we're going to be in a situation where we're taking calculated risk. We have an idea of what that risk looks like. And then the roof. Should we even put any money in the roof? Maybe we should. Maybe we shouldn't. It just depends on the portfolio. And that's how we build it out. So then people can walk away, Randy, and they remember, huh, I understand that. Now, not only did we help them fix their portfolio, 
right? Reduce their risk significantly. Most people come in, Randy, a lot of times we're going to reduce their risk by 50% or more. That's huge. And still give them opportunity to make a nice return. So it, not only do we help them reduce their risk, but we also help them walk away and, and, and grow their money over time, but walk away with a picture that they can remember. I've never had a time when we're doing progress meetings, Randy, where we'd sit down and say, you remember when we talked about or went through the financial house and someone said, no, what, what was that? <laughs> People remember. And that's the cool part about it. It's one of those great pictures that you can put in your mind and you can really relate to. It's in Michael's book called Retire Once, Retire Well. You can go to our website, which is leanonthewall.com and click on the uh, the book there and you'll get to a uh, portion of the website that says retirewellbook.com. You can find out a lot more there and pick up the book as well. If you're out at the Ferrari dealership and you're listening today and you're saying, oh, all right, now I'm intrigued. I'm going to open this thing up and go through it. Well, please do that and then give Michael a call to talk about it. 888-511-WALL, 888-511. 9255. This is going to be the best day of my life. My life. Hi, this is Jimmy Panko. This is Lee Lockman. This is Robert Lamb with Chicago. You're listening to Michael Wall. Coming up next, we'll talk about life, our 50th anniversary tour, and our new book, Chicago's Legacy of Rock, Horns, and His. I'm Carolyn Ryan, a financial correspondent. And I'm Michael Wall, a financial author, advisor, and radio show host. You know, Michael's one of the area's leading financial advisors, and every Sunday morning, I get to interview him about things like Social Security, the stock market, and how to plan for retirement. You'll walk away with financial news and retirement tips you can apply to your own life. Watch the Sunday Morning Money Report every Sunday right before the CBS Sunday Morning News at 8.58. See you then. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with your host, Michael Wall. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. Jimmy Panko. This is Lee Lockman. This is Robert Lamb with Chicago. You're listening to Michael Wall. You guys were actually just close to where I was from, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Wow. War yeah. Memorial. And that's yeah. where we were, yes, where we were snowed in. Yeah. We were snowed Are you snowed in there? We barely made that show. It took us 15 hours to get from New York to Johnstown. Is that right? Well, you know, they had the Nor'easter, right? Yeah. And we were supposed to, the first show was supposed to be in Stamford, Connecticut. The governor shut the state down. So we decided to bail out of New York City and it to get ahead of the storm. Well, we drove right into the western flank if of it. If you know where the Walmart is. The, in, That's where you were at. Yeah, in Bloomsburg. <laughs> Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine hours in the parking lot of Walmart. Wow. wow. And then what, about four hours in the uh, Comfort Inn or something? Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Well, you comfort in is uh, not so comfortable when you were there. West Palm Beach is a better place to be. West yeah, Palm is a better place. You know, oh, we, yeah. we, uh, we had the opportunity to go down there. We set up another office, and we're there. So we're Excellent. done and done and done. So we're going to bring it. Well, we split for a while. You know, we went down in the, in the winters and then kind of went back in the summer. But we said, we're going to stay there and do our thing. So it's a good thing. Well, hey, thanks for Chris. joining us and uh, kind of coming on the show and sharing thoughts with listeners. It's just a lot of fun to be able to be here. You know, it's you guys shared a little bit earlier about how or we talked about how your music has really transcended time and age really in a lot of ways. And there was a buddy of mine before I was coming here, he was, I don't know, late twenties. He's like, Oh, you're gonna interview Chicago? I was like, Yeah, man. He's like, dude, I love that band, you know? So <laughs> I, you know, one of the things that I thought about is is just really the idea of the fact that and I think you mentioned it, I'm not sure which one of you it was, but you mentioned the idea that it's it's real music. Yeah. You know, I mean, so so much of the stuff we're hearing, even like in the 90s and 2000s and coming later is computer and digital and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you think that really creates um, and, and has changed over the years as far as music in general? Well, because the stuff that's coming out now is so popular, I hesitate to say that it's not music because mm. people go, what do you mean it's not yeah. music? What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. It's another way to make music. Yeah. It's another way to make music. But yeah. like you said, we have made it in a, in a different way, more more like they were doing it in the 30s, 20s, 30s, and 40s, you know, mm-hmm. putting formulaic mm-hmm. uh, songs together and 
changing them up some, and you know, with Jimmy adding uh, horn arrangements to rock and roll songs, uh, mm. we put our own style. Constantly on. mixing it up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that's huge, is just being willing to, you talked earlier about kind of taking your coats off and turning them inside out, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. just kind of being willing to reinvent yourself and be fresh. And I know, Robert, you're in a situation where you've explained this before, but the 25 or 6 to 4, uh, the meaning behind it and some of those things. Can you share for our listeners, we got a lot of Chicago fans, what that thinking was as far as where that came from in that song specifically? Well, you know, that was really early on in, in my journey into being a songwriter. And uh, uh, I had the idea, I had the musical grid in my mind, but I was having trouble with the lyrics. Mm. So I just I just sort of uh, defaulted to, I'm just gonna describe what this process is. So waiting for the break of day, I was, we, I was working very late at night, near dawn. I was looking out over, over uh, the city, uh, of Hollywood, <laughs> so I was describing seeing lights against the sky, mm. and twenty-five or sixty-four was just a reference. I looked over and I saw a clock on the wall, and the hands were twenty-five or twenty-six minutes to four. Yeah. So I, I just, I just needed that line to yeah. get to the next line. Yeah. So uh, it's a, it's not really an astounding story, but yeah. it's the story of that song. It was an in-the-moment situation. Yeah, I was just really trying to describe the describe the process of writing that particular song. And you know what I loved about that? This is the reason I ask it. And Jimmy, you mentioned something about responsibility from the stage is the idea of commitment, right? You guys are, I mean, the reason you're one of the best rock bands for a long time, I mean, 50 years, it's intense. You guys are committed. And that's that's what I've seen. That's what I love in the songs. And you talked about specifically the responsibility from the stage, the audience, and the kind of the, what you get to do. How important is that as you see adding value to listeners and, and kind of really leaving impact on them as time moves along? Well, yeah, the responsibility to the music is very great. And if you're not going to do your best, yeah, don't do it at all. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be mailing it in. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and we take huge pride. Yeah. And the ability to get up there and uh, do it the old-fashioned way. I mean, veteran musicians mm -hmm. that do it very well mm -hmm. um, because we've been doing it a long time, and we're going to give that audience the best we got yeah. every night. Yeah. They're going to come in, they're going to hear the record note for note, yeah. performed live. And you look out there, and, and because of what we've talked about, a lot of current uh, projects being so much karaoke or canned music or mm -hmm. lip syncing and what have you it's, yeah it's everywhere you know to get up there and do it yeah with no smoke and mirrors yeah amazes people yeah they look at it and they're going wow they're making these sounds <laughs> yeah. by themselves yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. which is huge yeah. and, and then for the younger generation they're so used to the you know whether it be virtual reality or whatever it may be so when they see real stuff you said about kind of all in I remember uh a Zig Ziglar, I listened to Zig a lot growing up, and his mom used to tell him, if you're in something, get in it, and if you're not in it, get out, you know? And <laughs> so great. you guys were all in, right? I mean, you were, were in a situation in. where, you know, and that's why you made the impact that you have. And I know we talked about earlier just the idea of legacy in general, um, kind of transitioning things to your grandkids and, you know, um, that whole process. As you live life and you look at some of the listenership and the impact from music, what type of legacy do you want to leave? I think that we were just a, a good band, good mm. rock and roll band mm. with horns, I guess, right? Yeah. But good musicians. Yeah. You know, and if this music outlasts us, perhaps that would be the ultimate gift yeah. to leave something behind. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the great composers in history that are long gone are still remembered mm -hmm. through their work. Mm -hmm. And if we can be blessed with that phenomenon mm -hmm. after this that would be ultimate for me here's the thing music in my opinion music is best listened to in a live situation mm -hmm. I mean recordings yeah I mean that's that's the way we access it most right. of the time so so playing for an audience is a really profound experience for us and for the audience I think one of the reasons we're still around is that whatever it is that we do, whatever the music is that we do, it has some sort of fascination 
for the audience to observe us playing it mm. live. Yeah, I, that's a huge, huge impact. Well, Robert, Jimmy Lee, thank you so much for joining us on, on the show and just sharing thoughts to listeners. And excited to see you June 30th at West Palm uh, Fairgrounds, I think is where you're going to be down there. So that's going to be right. a great, great time. Awesome. Great time. Sounds good. So, yeah. We'll, we'll be all sunburned, but we'll be rocking. Rock and roll, baby. Yeah. Get the, yeah, the beach baby. is a beautiful thing. Pleasure, Michael. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks. Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Mike, really a historic band, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and how approachable. I mean, those guys would sit down, and they, you became friends, like, immediately. They were they were very, very nice. Very cool guys. And, you know, they, they're, you know, one of the things that always, and we've been blessed with this, I'll tell you, Randy, and this is almost every guest that we've had on, for the most part, you know, uh, as far as uh, rock star type guests and that sort of thing. You know, they're just, they are approachable. And in Chicago, I think the thing that these guys, there's no pretense. I mean, these they're, they are who they are. You know, they've been in a situation, they've been in the business so long that they just, I mean, they're just, they love what they do. They love the craft. And, you know, it's unfortunate sometimes, I think the tough dynamic is when you look at, you transition, you look at athletes, right? We have a pro athlete division, which you know, and, um, you know, helping athletes transition out of that sport into retirement one of the things that they struggle with, and you see this with a lot of different athletes out there, you know, Tim Tebow is one right now that everybody's talking about, you know, going and playing baseball, and he just signed the single-way contract and all of that. And, of course, you know, Jordan, Michael Jordan back in the day, arguably one of the best basketball players ever. I grew up in the Jordan generation, and, you know, he was in a situation where he played basketball forever, won all these rings, won all these titles, MVPs, you know, all this stuff. I mean, I still got the Wheaties boxes from Michael Jordan, you know, and the and the and all this stuff that's wrapped up someday to sell it on an eBay for $300 trillion. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you want to buy a, uh, a perfect Wheaties box out there for $300 trillion, okay. give us a ring at 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255, and I'll give you the Wealth and Health Show discount, sell it to you for $2 trillion. All right. Uh, Time to figure out how many zeros are in trillion right now. I'm yeah, there's a lot. But... Yeah, but but it's, you know, I still have all this stuff. But what's interesting is, um, you know, he, he's in a situation where, you know, then he went to baseball. I remember for a long time, you know, 23, 45, two favorite numbers. He was number 45 playing baseball. I say all this for a reason, Randy. It's These guys in sports, man, it's so tough for them to kind of walk away and leave that career. That's tough to do, you know, because it's just part of who you are. And so the neat thing about musicians uh, or a different type of a celebrity, let's say, uh, with, like Chicago is is these guys. I mean, they're not in a they're not running. They're not dunking basketballs. They're not you know. So I mean, they're in good health, but they're in a situation where they can continue their craft for a long time. And it's just been cool to see how they have continued to do that. And they continue to the tour. I mean, I can't, Randy, it still blows my mind. These guys are touring. They're doing 100 shows a year. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yep. 250 shows a year for much of their career. But now at age 70, yeah. they cut way back to 100 shows a year. Right. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. amazing. Well, it is interesting that you said that because we had the opportunity to kind of hang out like in a green room kind of a situation. People firing yeah. questions at them. We're going to have some more of Chicago coming up next. Do you want to know what uh, these guys' favorite songs? are that is in the Chicago library. You want to know what they feel about financial advisors. You want to know how much they feel about retirement and what Michael was just talking about. We'll have all of that. Coming for you next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Leanonthewall.com is where you can find us online. Give Michael a call, 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. Great time in New Orleans with the band Chicago. Had the opportunity, you just heard Michael's interview there. And we had the opportunity to sit down with the guys a little bit afterwards and just fire some questions away. And what everybody wants to know always with a band is, you know, you have this huge catalog of songs that you play. 
What are your favorites? One of my favorite songs is something Jimmy wrote called I've Been Searching So Long. And it's a song that we didn't play for quite a while uh, over the years. It just kind of, you know, kept having hits. There's only so much time in a show. Right. But then we started playing I've Been Searching So Long again about maybe five years ago. And I finally got the depth of the lyric as to what it means. And I don't, I'm not even sure Jimmy knew what it meant when he wrote it, how really profound it is. Right. So for right now, that's my favorite. That's your favorite song? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a song about self-discovery. And back to you, Robert. My favorite song uh, in the show and uh, otherwise is Beginnings because same thing. It's an incredibly sensitive and intelligent way of looking at a relationship and the horn arrangement is one of the arrangements I did not do and it <laughs> right. stands out as one of my favorites and Robert just knocked it out of the park and Lee and I get to play solos as well right. which makes it yeah. even more fun and, and Robert saw how um, I, I don't know maybe thought it was more difficult to write the horns or come up with the horn parts so that was one of the few arrangements that he did but it was an excellent arrangement Thank Amazing. You. Thanks, yeah. guys. Amazing Thank you So if you're listening today and you're hearing the Wealth and Health Show we're talking to the guys from Chicago Robert Lamb is the keyboard player the one with the hair and then James Panko Jimmy Panko is the trombone player Lee Lockney and the trumpet player and you know I got to tell you, Michael, this has been my favorite band throughout my entire life. And I, you know, you talk about having songs in your life that have meaning. I got, you know, I was telling my wife about this. I started actually getting choked up telling her about this because I was really <laughs> emotional. I really can't believe how much depth and how much meaning some of this music has to me. He was saying it didn't, it took several years for him to figure it out. So you know, that's the thing that I think it's kind of interesting. Sometimes you can share a thought or you can say things and it kind of comes comes full circle, Randy, with as far as impacting people, right? Sometimes the little acts or the little things that you do for other people, you just don't know the meaning or the value that adds until down the road. And somebody says, you know, you'll never know what you did when you, when you did what you did several years ago. But by you doing that, it meant so much. And here's what it did. And I think that's the importance of saying, okay, you know, really living on purpose with our life. And of course, you saw that reflected out in their answers, which is which is really cool. We, we talked to him a lot about music, but obviously, you know, that music produces revenue, it produces dollars, it produces money, and so that's a big part of what they're doing. And so one of the questions that we asked them and we really kind of wanted to know is, what are their thoughts about money and life and advisors, and, and how does that all work together? Is getting the right kind of advice to help them make good decisions and be good stewards with what uh, they've been blessed with as they, their fame continues to grow? We were very lucky to have Howard Kaufman, who was a business manager and a CPA at the time, who worked for our then manager, and he just turned out to be a guy who just cared about his clients. I mean, had a big heart. I say had because he just passed away. But by the time he passed, he had this incredible circle of people whose life he absolutely affected in a positive way, only because he cared about what was going to happen. And really, in terms of finance, he wanted them to preserve their capital. Interesting, Michael, because I, I watched the documentary and I know that their manager in their first 15, 20 years, uh, I don't know, you could say took advantage of them. They actually signed a contract. He got 51% of everything Chicago got. And then wow. the other seven guys had to split up the other 49%. And that was the deal. It wasn't like they he took advantage of the deal. That was the deal that they signed. Yeah. But later on, they had to say, you know what? That is not right for us. We've got to move on. They found somebody else, and that's the guy they were talking about right there. I think that's a crucial point. You know, you're in a situation where you have to be in a place where it's got to be a win-win situation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's exactly why, you know, when you're working with somebody with your wealth, you know, you got to drill that in and say, okay, what are we doing here? You know, what's what's going on? I mean, where, wh what are the, what does the big picture look like? And I, I know we have that conversation a lot of times. People are coming in, and Randy, they're they're getting a wealth. It's a second opinion on their wealth, really, because they're they have these relationships that they've built, uh, but they're saying, you know, I, I want to be with someone that kind of looks at life from a bigger perspective and is in a situation where they they care about me as a person, and that's. Quite honestly, Randy, that's why when we meet with people for the first time, regardless of whether it's them personally or with a, uh, their trust or whatever it is, we want to make sure it's the right fit first. Uh, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about how we can add value. Let's talk about what you're looking to do. 
And if, if it's a win-win and, a, and the right fit on both sides of the aisle, and then if it is, we, we move from there and talk about what that looks like. But, you know, being willing to make changes, they did it. And that, I'm sure that wasn't an easy change. You know, they've been in, in connected with this guy for a long time, but they knew that they needed to make a change, and that's exactly what they did. And ultimately, that's where that story of having a great relationship with someone that really cared came out of it. And by the way, that's why we want to talk about the whole you know, body, mind, soul, everything, not just finances, when we connect with people. We want to really be that coach to help them in, in all aspects of life, which is great. I mean, so that's where the friendships blossom from, which is cool. Yeah, I think it's interesting that he talked about this man just passed away, but he left a legacy of yeah. helping people preserve capital. I, yeah. I think that's significant that what he said, because no matter how much money that you have, you can be a person of great wealth. And I know, Michael, that you've talked about in the, in the past that people will come to you and say, yes, I want to grow my money. But yes, I want to preserve this money as a legacy. I want to make sure that not only I have access to this money, but my family, my children, my grandchildren, I want to build an estate, an empire. Yeah, no, it's huge. It's what your dollars are doing beyond you. That's where a real legacy comes in, by the way. You know, if we can get ourselves in a situation where we can get beyond ourselves and look at the future, you know, that's why I continually go back to what Dennis Waitley says is I want to plant shade trees under which I will never sit. And that's really my goal in life. And that can be challenging sometimes because you got to do that checkup. You got to do the reevaluation. Just like I talked in the beginning of the show about that health checkup and three, you know, kind of really important things that you need to be doing to maximize in your health. You know, we need to have a, a financial checkup. We need to have a checkup just in, in what we're doing with our life. We can't just be busy, busy, busy all the time, going, running, doing, uh, you know, in, in Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, it talks about uh, the wise attain to wise counselors. In other words, they're getting advice from people. They're getting thoughts. They're open to new ideas. And that's very important. You know, when you take a look at how you operate your life and what you do to maximize all that you want to do. And that's where, by the way, that estate planning and, and really having the right planning comes in. Because I'll tell you what, Randy, you can have all of your T's dotted, uh, eyes crossed, Say that backward. That's the way it's supposed to be if you're paying attention. Eyes <laughs> dotted, T's crossed. Come on, it's a little checkup time. Ding, ding, ding. Are you paying attention here? But, you know, you can have all that stuff in place, uh, you know, as far as estate-wise. But if your portfolio is managed in such a way where it's just to set it and forget it, we're going to ride it out, it might even be, quote, unquote, actively traded. But, you know, the story you're hearing from your firm or your team or your advisor or whatever is, hey, uh, just hang in there. It's going to come back. We're going to ride this out. Markets are going to ebb and flow. It's part of the deal. Well, then your focus is not really uh, capital preservation. It's that's that's just not it. It may, may the words may be shared, but that's not the reality. So the so the reality of it is that's why we talked, Randy, early about the financial house, building out that foundation and the walls and the roof. What does that look like in the preservation of capital, which is so important when you're maximizing wealth and then growing it reasonably and doing taxes around it and all that? Because again, you can have all this estate planning and and all these fancy trusts set up, but if you don't have the right management for the stage and phase of life you're moving into or that you are in, that's all for naught because you're not going to maximize the wealth inside of those trusts or inside of those portfolios, and that's what's crucial. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, and today sharing thoughts on uh, an interesting time and an interesting interview with the group Chicago, who are coming to our area on June the 30th. So be listening. We'll give you some more updates on that as we continue on. But these guys are just rocking it still at age 70. And so we had to ask somewhere along the line, has it ever gone into your mind? I know you're still doing 100 <laughs> shows a year. Retirement, is it ever really on your mind? A guy who spent his life breaking his back with a shovel for 25 years, 30 years, I can understand wanting to retire. We've been living the good life in addition to working as hard as we know how and wanting to stay productive. We don't have to retire and we don't want to retire, but I understand the concept of retirement and some guys deserve it. It came to fruition for me the other day. I was watching television and they were interviewing Betty White, 91 <laughs> years old, and they're asking her, well, why haven't you retired? She said the same thing, retire. Why? <laughs> this is the best business in the world. I'm lucky, I'm having a great time. Perhaps maybe that's why Duke Ellington worked till he dropped. Why Pablo Picasso died with the paintbrush in his hand. I mean, what greater thing is there? This is our purpose in life. We're going to fulfill it until we can't anymore. Interesting, Michael. There's some very wise words right there, aren't there? 
Well, there are. It's the, you know, really uh, the continued theme that I hear wrapped around that is find your passion. Find what you were created for. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, Randy's a verse I love. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. And it continues to say some others, other things. But the bottom line is, is there's speci- I believe there's a specific plan for every person on this planet. I really believe that. I believe we were created with a purpose. And by the way, when you tell young kids that, it's a total transition here, but when you tell young kids that, high school, before high school, after high school, college, that they were created in the image of God, they have a purpose and plan for their life, it becomes bigger than them. And now the selfishness and all the nonsense that goes on, we've lost that as a society, Randy, because we're saying, just get what you want for you. So what what these guys are, what Chicago was talking about there specifically was purpose. And folks, I'll tell you, you know, just giving some dollars here and giving some dollars there, that's great. Nothing wrong with that. But that's not, that's, that may not be real purpose. And so that's one of the things we want to help align people with when we're connecting with them as well is really, you know, I hate to say it, Brandy, it's almost feels like, you know, psychologists to some degree where we're sitting down with people, not in a bad sense, but we're sitting down, we're having a conversation and talking about things that maybe they've never really thought about before. And, you know, helping them, we've been doing this for a long time. We've been helping people get to that place of really finding purpose and passion in their life so that way they can really direct the dollars and the wealth that they have uh, and, and be on point with that by not just giving, but actually really being involved with things that matter, big picture. And that's kind of the erupting theme that I hear from Chicago there is they're, they're talking about that statement is, you know, find and Betty White and everybody else, you know, find what you're passionate about. And when you find what you're passionate about, you might retire from a particular job. You might sell a company, you might sell a business, but you don't ever retire from life. And uh, these guys have found their passion. They found their purpose. You know, I look at me. I mean, am I going to retire someday? I don't know. You know, you've, you've heard about advisors retiring, things like that. And by the way, that's one thing we see a lot of times when people come in, they're attracted what we're doing. We, we've been in the industry long enough to know what we're doing, but we're still young enough that we're probably going to be Lord willing around, <laughs> you know, down the road. And so a lot of these people that come in that, you know, maybe they, their firms are working with their people they're working with might be 50, 60 years old. And they're saying, wait a minute. Well, who's going to manage our wealth when they retire? And that's exactly one of the reasons people come our way. But, you know, it's, it's the idea of saying, will I ever retire from that? I don't know. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But I know that I love helping people. And there's always different ways to do that. And that's, I think, what Chicago's seeing realized in, in their own life. They've seen their music touch people. And that's the greatest gift they can have. It has, you know, it really, it doesn't have anything to do with the, the money made from it. It has everything to do with the, the legacy left. And that's the cool part. So, folks, I want to thank you again for joining us this week. I tell you, each and every week, sharing thought and insight to help you and just giving insight to help you live well and have some you know, great interviews and that sort of thing. If you missed the beginning of the show, uh, we had a lot of good stuff there. Go to leanonthewall.com and click on radio and media, that tab, and you'll be able to subscribe to the show and, and, and do that so you can catch each and every show each and every week. A lot of great guests coming on, a lot of things shared that are great for you to apply to your life. You got a question about the show, you got a question about, you want to have on the show, uh, you want to connect with us in general, with our team, and say, hey, you know what, I want to get a second opinion on our wealth. Give us a ring, 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. I can't guarantee that we're the right fit. We are boutique, but you know, it's a, it's a starting point to have a conversation and see what that looks like. But until next week... Here is to living well in any economy. And remember, as always, look to add value to someone next week that can do nothing in return to you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. And to find out more about Michael and the Wall Financial Group, head to Lean on the Wall. The information covered today is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice. It cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. You are encouraged to consult your tax attorney or advisor. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Writers may be available at an additional cost. Products and features may vary from state to state. For full details on how life insurance works, including fees, expenses, and costs, contact our office at 888-511-WALL.